Welcome back to Mary Bird's Backyard Garden Podcast. I'm Jeff. And Mary. And we're here today from Central Texas, or in the hill country of Central Texas. And we are going to be talking gardening today, a little bit of gardening for you. Um, Mary's going to give you some information on some of the things that we've been doing. But first, I'm going to kick it over to Mary and let her give you a little more information on where we are from a growing standpoint. We're in Central Texas, like Jeff said. We're located in the hill country, which means we have limestone for soil. And we're we're in Zone 9A, used to be Zone 8B. Okay, so I changed this up a little bit. So, Mary, what what's our main plan today, this week in the garden as we move into the, the next week? This coming week, we are going to be cutting back all the herbal, the herbaceous perennials, like the sages and the woody perennials, like the roses and the ornamental grasses are going to be on our list too. So we're going to do a lot of trimming up and cleaning in the garden. Oh, okay. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, as we kind of talked to you guys before, Mary's the, mainly the gardener. I'm the infrastructure guy. I move around the, the heavy stuff and put the fences up and stuff. <laughs> but, but Mary's the gardener, the architect, and... Uh, all the good stuff that uh, when we look out in the garden that we see, that's all her work. I'm sure there'll be a lot of heavy lifting Great. coming up. <laughs> looking, looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, so uh, for our first topic, let's talk a little, since it's cold outside, we've had a lot of rain and we've had some freezing and such, but let's talk a little bit about houseplants today. I want to talk about an alocasia. Okay, what do you have? Oh, good. All righty. Um, we recently went to a store, and as soon as we walked in the door, there were the most remarkable plants inside on a giant cart. Just beautiful. So, of course, I snapped one up, but there wasn't any identification in the container. So I looked it up when we got home, and it turned out that it was an alocasia. Okay. And what, an pray tell, is a alocasia? Yeah. An alocasia turns out that the common name is elephant ear. Oh. And it's also a mask plant. I've heard, I've heard the elephant ear before. I've heard them called mm-hmm. elephant ears in the past. The family is an aeroid. And so that means it grows with very loose soil, lots of air around the roots. And you want it to be well-watered, but thoroughly draining soil. Okay. And I think we have ours fairly close to a western-facing window. So it gets bright light, but it, not any direct light on it. And the leaves are just amazing. They look very primordial, very dinosaur-like. They are nice. Right? I do yeah. like, I like the plants. a very pretty plant. It's very dark green, and I would say the edges are ruffled, but pale, pale veining in the leaves that make it just stand out very like a graphic. Very good, very good. Picture. I like it. That's nice, a nice addition to the indoor plants that we have. Uh, I know you've been building that up a little bit for us, um, so it's nice. I like having them. So I do want to tell people two things about this plant that I learned after we brought it home. The first thing is. The leaves are toxic to animals. You want to keep them away from animals and any small children that might grab a hold of them. They have calcium 
oxalate crystals inside that would make people very sick. Mm. So that's one has a, that's one uh, thing to think about. And then the other thing is they are perennial in zone 10 and 11 here in the United States and warmer because they're a tropical plant. And we want to be very careful about not planting it out in the wild where it could, it can become quite invasive if the conditions are right for it. Okay. So great houseplant. It's wonderful in containers outside. Um, in the You want to plant it in a sort of a dappley shade. You always want to watch out for the leaves if they're becoming brown or yellow. That might mean you have it in a little bit too much sunshine. You want to move it more in the shade. And I think, after I looked it up, I think the variety that we actually got is called an Amazonica poly, which is very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, pretty plant. Make sure you keep it away from your your little puppies and any kids and grandkids. Make sure they're not chewing on them as well. So, very good. Thanks for that. I like that. Very good information, Mary. Let's let's move on a little bit. I know our mailbox gets stuffed with a lot of information sometimes, and we get a lot of catalogs, and I know that you like to buy catalogs as well. And I know one of your favorites is the Baker Creek Seed Catalog. And um, as we spoke last time, you've been starting some seeds inside. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the Baker Creek Catalog? One of my very favorites. They offer two catalogs. They offer a free color catalog. You could sign up for it at their website, Baker Creek Seed Company. And they also offer a paid giant catalog. This one that we have right in front of us is 532 pages filled with information, beautiful color photographs, and a wide variety of seeds. You know, this company first started in 1998, which is fairly recent. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And they actually started so they could offer um, heirloom varieties of seeds so all people could have access to good quality food. And they offer free shipping here in the United States. Nice. So as just two seeds in the catalog that I'm super interested in, they offer 18 varieties of basil. Wow. I know. And then there's a flower that Jeff really loves that we found out about last year. They offer 19 varieties of cosmos. Oh, wow. Remember in our wildflower border last year, those gorgeous flowers? They do. Came up. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to have to try all 19, you know. Yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> without a doubt, why wouldn't we? And there's actually one variety of Cosmos I wanted to mention because this is definitely going to be in my next order. (laughs) It's called the Black Magic Chocolate Cosmos, Hmm. and it has a chocolate fragrance. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm all in on that one. (laughs) I'm all in on that guy. Very nice. Well, that's cool. I like it. And it, it is a, she has the catalog sitting right here. It's a very thick catalog. It's got a lot of good information in it. And, uh, and I the, know that we've ordered from it. The photography that they use is 
beautiful. It is. I will say the photography is outstanding in, in the book. It kind of gives you a real good you know, idea of what uh, the seed's going to look like once it once it sprouts and starts growing. So it's very nice. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Well, yeah, thank you, Mary. Appreciate <laughs> that. All right. So we have had a freeze here uh, in Central Texas, and it got down to, gosh, I think 15, 16, 17 degrees uh, for a few days. It doesn't stay here very long. But I know, Mary, you went out in the garden and had a bit of a surprise harvest after the freeze, uh, some things that you weren't expecting to pull out of the garden. Can you talk <laughs> a little bit about that? Yes. I went out into the garden just planning to play around a little bit, and um, I'm putting in a walkway that goes through our little kitchen garden area, and some of the containers that we have out there, I thought, well, I'm just going to pull these up because now they're frozen. It's, it stayed very cold for like two or three days, and strangely enough, I pulled up the most beautiful carrots. Uh, the variety that I pulled up was the Uzbek carrot. It's a yellow carrot that is very sweet. And the other thing that I pulled up that I was not prepared for was the black Spanish radish. Yes, those were <laughs> those are actually really cool. I've never seen those before. They They just had nice greenery on the top of them. There wasn't anything like over the top of the soil or anything like that. But when I pulled the plant up, it was the size of maybe a little bit smaller than a baseball. Mm -hmm. It was, there were huge ones. It was, I got yeah. Like, we got um, about five or six of them that came up between a golf ball and a baseball size. And so, you know, the Baker Creek Seed Catalog that I have right here in front of me has a delicious recipe that is for the black Spanish radish. Oh. It is on page 384, if anybody else has that Baker Creek. I'm sorry, 382, if anyone else has the catalog. And I think we're going to be eating some of it this week. That's cool. I So I don't even, I knew we planted the uh, carrots, and we'd pull some up earlier that were... Um, Literally, like, <laughs> two inches long. They're a Parisian variety yeah, that makes a little ball. It doesn't we, make a full-size carrot like Bugs Bunny. Well, we had the ball ones, and then yeah. we remember we had the, um, and I actually planted my my one big planting experiment. I planted some that were, um, I think they were supposed to be regular carrots, but they, they like, like an inch, two inches is the most they got. Yeah, um, I don't true. remember us doing the radishes, though. Did we actually plant those? We actually, oh yes, we definitely planted them. I had the I had the name variety tag in the ground right by where I pulled them up. Oh, okay, okay. I see that. Not how much I know about what's going on out there, but uh, wasn't aware of that. The radishes look cool when you pulled them out. I mean, I was actually really surprised at it. They're not quite as peppery as say your um, red radishes that you would get at the store. They're a little bit more on the sweeter side. But one of the things I'm planning to do with them is slice them very thin and make radish chips in the oven with olive oil and some garlic pepper and some onion powder and roast them at 350 degrees for 15, 20 minutes, I'm saying. Mm. And yeah, I heard that that is 
very delicious. Well, so we're going to give that a try. So I'm not the most adventurous uh, guy as far as eating, but <laughs> I, I'll give, I will give them a try. It sounds good. I don't uh, not sure if I've had the radishes before, to be honest. I'm sure I've had them somewhere. But, I think uh, you have because the boys have pickled them. And, and when they do their fancy dinners, they've served them oh, up okay. to you. All right. Well, yeah. I have had a lot of okay. things. I'm pretty sure I'm not <laughs> sure what I had and what I, what I didn't. Oh, well, very good. That was a lot of fun. I know the um, w- one thing I wanted to ask you about, we have had, uh, which again is unusual for us, we've had like three or four days almost of just constant rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when we look out in the garden, it seems to be doing well. We've mulched. I think you've mulched real well. Um, what kind of effect, you know, do you think the rain's going to have on us? Um, I really believe that our garden, I've been working very hard to see if we could capture as much rain and hold on to it uh, without, we don't have any rainwater collection devices or anything, but our garden beds are, like you said, they're mulched. They are up on a little bit of a berm, sort of. And uh, the pathways I'm trying to keep where they will hold on to the moisture instead of a hardscape where it runs off. Um. So I'm hoping our soil, when we moved in here, was maybe two inches. And it was builder's soil that they left behind until you hit hard rock. But now, because we've brought in mulch, we've brought in compost, we've brought in, oh, you know, uh, all uh, like we've fertilized. Mm-hmm and done a lot of compost tea and so forth. It's deep enough now to where I could almost get a whole shovel down into the ground when I step on the shovel. (laughs) And a lot of that is um, our soil does have a pretty good clay content, but with the um, addition of all the compost and we've brought in several other bags of soil, like as we've been planting We've brought in planting mixes, and so it's turning into a nice water-holding, but not waterlogged mm-hmm. soil. So our rain doesn't, even if it puddles up, it doesn't really stand in right. water for very long. Right. Yeah, I've noticed that. We, and we've gotten a tremendous amount of rain. I know it does puddle a bit, but then it, it seems to quickly dissipate. So mm-hmm. that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, there's one area in the front yard that gathers a little bit of water. We're probably going to work on that. And uh, I do have very much interest in collecting rainwater. I'm probably going to put that in my yearly goals this oh, okay. year. Which means it of course, it's in my yearly goal then probably, right? I know, because you'll means? be carrying things pretty good. <laughs> well, one, one thing, I, I, as Mary mentioned, about the uh, rocky soil that we have. Um, oh, my. Very quickly, we found out uh, <gasps> digging a hole for a post or digging a hole, honestly, for anything. <laughs> plant. Is, is just, is do almost you, undoable. Do you remember when we were on the north side of the house and we were going to plant a silverberry shrub? And we put the shovel in. It only went in the tip of it, mm-hmm. just barely went in to the ground. And so we decided we were going to dislodge that one rock. And it was so massive. 
it was like the size of a footlocker. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was dirt, huge, and we just kept digging around <laughs> and around it and around it. Well, I've discovered something recently. It's called a rock bar, and we might have to go look for one of those at a local store. We might have to. And check you that. actually just. It's very heavy. I think it's like about 20 pounds, but you just let it fall into the ground and then wedge it back and forth and it breaks up the rocks. Oh, okay. I know we've tried the uh, the big metal spike I've hit with a sledgehammer. We've tried breaking a rock. It and uh, It's pretty crazy, to be honest with you, especially when you're watching other people's videos about, hey, just put even putting in like a little border. Uh, oh. Anything that goes in the ground is just yes. is not, um, it's not going to be an easy task here. But. No. We'll probably talk more about that as we get in the spring and, and summer and start doing some of our projects. So, Although I do have to tell you that several of our plants, say we've had to move them, or uh, unfortunately we had a wisteria that passed away last year. And when I've gone to um, uproot the plant, the roots have really gone two to three feet into the dirt, into the soil it's sometimes they go down and they hit the rocks and they go sideways of course but some of the roots are really working their way down in there nice all right well i look forward to uh, what's coming up in spring and summer but i also look forward to what's coming up next week on our podcast as you guys know we are a weekly podcast um appreciate you guys joining us here and i hope you come back we tend to have a, a little bit of fun like i said we're a husband and wife team uh really kind of DIYers, but Mary does have a lot of information and we just want to pass some stuff on, have a little bit of fun for you guys. Do you have any closing thoughts, Mary? Next week, I think that we're going to talk about a little bit of compost, adding compost to your yard and garden. Oh, sounds outstanding. Isn't and, um, that just exciting? It, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll have some other some other uh, content here for you as well. So again, thank you guys for joining us. Again, this is Mary Bird's Backyard Garden Podcast. We also have a website out there uh, with a blog. It's marybirdgarden.com. Hope you guys go out there and take a look at that as well. And we will see you next week at the podcast. Thanks for joining. Happy Bye. gardening.